Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Jeremy Kalmanowski with you here. Today learning Tractate Yoma, page 79. The page is all about measurements, the uh, amount of food that one is uh, considered guilty of violating Yom Kippur if you, if you eat that amount, and the amounts that are uh, required for saying particular blessings, or the amounts that might be required uh, for you to eat inside the sukkah, assuming there's a prohibition on eating, uh, on eating, certainly there's a prohibition on eating bread outside the sukkah, or, or what about fruit? Um, okay, so the, the page is all about these measurements, and I have to confess that it doesn't really inspire me that much to think about these rather small measurements. As a matter of practical halakha, you can generally assume that any sort of eating uh, law, any sort of eating about uh, uh, pro- prohibited food or something like that, the, the amount that triggers the prohibition is kizayit, uh, the, the bulk of an olive, including the pit. Our page will also tell us that the amount, uh, the food that must be eaten inside a sukkah, if you have a, if you have a light meal or something like that, you can have it outside the sukkah, but what constitutes the, the trigger that you have to be inside the sukkah is kibetza, an, an egg size. And for, you know, what, whatever the modern estimations of those things are, uh, a kezayit is about twice the size, is about half the size of a kibetza. A beitza, an egg, should be about twice the size of an olive. But here is the interesting and relevant part for Yom Kippur. Uh, Yom Kippur the amount that is considered forbidden to eat is neither of the standard uh, measures that we associate with food and, and the rules of blessings or the sukkah. It's neither kezayit on the small end or kibetza on the large end. It's kikotevet hagasa, like a large date. Our page will argue, some, some people will think a kotevet, uh, the date, is going to be larger than the beitza, although we'll... we'll go with what the tradition has assigned, that, a, that the large date is a little bit smaller than the egg. Uh, but the relevant thing that I, that I think is actually tremendously interesting is the, that this implies that the prohibition on Yom Kippur is not really, the prohibition of eating on Yom Kippur is not really about eating in the conventional halachic sense. It's not like, you know, if you're going to have a piece of, you know, pork, God forbid, uh, you you are are forbidden when you've reached the amount of kizayit. Uh, you've reached the amount of the olive bulk. But the prohibitions on Yom Kippur are not about ingesting a forbidden substance. The prohibitions are, in fact, about not having yishuv hadat, mental composure or satisfaction. So to insist that the prohibition kick in at kekotevet hagasa. The size of the large date is to say, as, as our, page, our page articulates that rule, uh, is to say that what we really want, or what the, the normative practice is trying to induce experientially in the person who observes it, 
is a sense of disrupted dot, of dissatisfaction, of hunger, of a slightly, uh, a slightly crazy mode, right? A slightly crazy mental experience, mental state that doesn't allow you to feel sated. It doesn't allow you to feel really together and composed. Now, I think this is pretty interesting on an experiential and religious level. The claim is, therefore, that if you follow the, the practices of Yom Kippur, you should be slightly out of your mind. And if you are going to examine your life and to examine your uh, sins of the previous year and to try to gain atonement and to, to try to make tshuva, you need a little mental disruption. So this page will, uh, this, this topic of the date bulk will go on on the next page, on page 80. And so I won't talk about it so much there. I will talk about it, talk about it now here that the sages, they're apparently making a, 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 so to speak, empirical claim that it's the date size that produces mental composure. Let's just assume that that's right for now. Uh, the idea is that the reason that they picked that amount is they knew that you, if you had the, if you had the uh, date size piece of food, you'd feel all right. You'd feel better. You wouldn't feel the pain of hunger. So they are trying to make you feel hungry, and, and I think the idea is that if you feel physically hungry and if you feel disrupted mentally, then you'll be in a better position to make tshuva. All right, thanks for learning today's page with me. Very, very brief page, actually, and as I said, it's mostly the specific, uh, specific estimations of the measurement. So I look forward to uh, carrying this conversation uh, forward with you tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.